Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 51. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. Chris, we have a wonderful show this evening. Lots of great Apple news coming out this week. Actually, some of this, I'm not sure how much we covered last week or not, but uh, definitely now that you're here for the full episode and <laughs> we have your full attention, my friend, I want to I want to make sure we hear uh, what you're thinking about some of the, the newest information coming out regarding the iPhone, the Wi-Fi everywhere, tethering, all this other great stuff that's going on. So where do you want to begin? Well, let's uh, begin at the beginning. <laughs> uh, in, NDP reports uh, that I, the iPhone was the top U.S. handset this, in, uh, in the third quarter. And what that means is they, add, they beat out this past quarter the most popular handset, which is the, uh, the, the Motorola Razr. This which, is, you know, this is they're giving away razors like, you know, candy right now. So th- this is the domestic, though, right? This is U.S., yes. Yeah. Okay, so still that's pretty awesome. I mean, we, we definitely go through a lot of cell phones here. So this quarter, uh, iPhones outsold razors, which were given away, like, as, as, as you said, like candy. You know, come sign up for a contract. We'll just ba- basically hand this thing over to you for 40 bucks or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember when I got my razor. I have to be honest with you. I hate my my razor when I had it. It was the the worst phone on the planet. And uh, it's cool, man. I mean, if, if people start you know buying smartphones, you know, we're obviously going to see you know more applications, and maybe uh, AT and T will step up their three G coverage. And you know, it having more iPhones in people's hands is not a bad thing. Of course, now though, I don't feel as special as I used to. Like when I first had my iPhone, there was only like a handful of people that I knew that had them, and now like everybody's got them. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there, but I, in. In my opinion, I'm glad. The more people I see with an iPhone, the better. Because, well, number one, there are there are starting to sh- in the App Store. You're starting to see a lot of really cool applications that work really awesome with other iPhones. Um, have you seen this program? I th- I'm not positive, but I think it's Flick F I F L I Q. No, I haven't. Uh, there, I, I think that's the name of it. I, I'm not positive. But anyway, it's this application where you can go in and as long as you have it installed and your friend has it installed on their iPhone, which, of course, a really cool thing is if it's not installed and you want to be able to use this with a friend who has an iPhone, what do they do? <laughs> Fire up their iPhone and download it, right? So, yeah. so, so it makes it real simple. But basically, it's it gives. Remember back when in the Palm days, when you used to be able to infrared contacts or beam contacts back and forth to each other. Oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, well, this allows you to you have two iPhones together and be able to load up this application and share uh, contacts back and forth. Does it put it in your address book though, or does it put it in in this flick? I, you know what? Thing. Honestly, I haven't read it. Okay. I, I haven't tried it, but but still, the thing is, is I, I, those kind of things are coming. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm one of those people that like, if I can't do it with the native app, I'm not really probably going to download another app that does the same thing. No, I, I, I get you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so that was cool that uh, the iPhone sales have, or have eclipsed at least this past quarter of the Razor. We'll see how the holidays do. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that you know they're even going to sell more. So Steve is easily going to beat the 10 million iPhone claim uh, for the end of 2008 if he hasn't already. Yeah, I, from I think that he already has, honestly. Yeah. With, with, ne- Go ahead. Just with all the, the reports of how many they sell, sell in a day and, you know, versus the number of stores and... It, he, he's got to be pretty darn close if if not already there yeah well the next story and, and we touched on this last week or you guys did while i was listening in uh that uh, the iphone you know the iphone users are getting uh free wi-fi now from at&t and at&t announced this week that they bought the uh, wi-fi firm waypoint which expands their hotspots to twenty thousand in the united states and wayport was the company that was powering the wi-fi for places like mcdonald's yeah, so, I, that's the you, thing. I heard about this free Wi-Fi, and people started to say, you know, well, it's even going to work at McDonald's. I'm like, wait a second. AT&T isn't at McDonald's. This is goofy play, thing called Wayport. And so, yeah, they, they had an agreement with AT&T. They were basically using all AT&T hardware and their authentication and stuff, and now AT&T just bought them. So I was actually at McDonald's uh, this past weekend and tried uh, to use the, the Wi-Fi, and it worked just fine. Um, what you do is you you try to you know hit any website with your wireless on your on your iPhone. Uh-huh. They'll say hey, they'll say hey, what's up there, iPhone user? Put in your your uh, phone number, and we'll send you back a text message. Uh, the SMS message came through. You click on the link that's in the SMS message, and you're on the internet. That is awesome. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That that is really cool. Now, um, now Wayport. Do you happen happen to know is that like Barnes and Noble and other places like that as well? That's a good question. I thought for I, sure that's what I remember seeing. I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, I think I remember being at Barnes and Noble and seeing that it was the same company doing that as it was over at McDonald's. So yeah, it looks like just uh, just a real quick search here. Uh, it does cover hotels, McDonald's, Hertz rent a car, certain hospitals, certain airports, and other retail. And I'm actually going to look in the. We're here. Uh, we, we do this show here in the Cincinnati area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see most of these are McDonald's that I see. Uh, some healthcare places, but yeah, they're not listing anything specific as far as like other retail. But still, very, very cool and, and good to have. Now, again, when I'm out and about, I typically don't connect to other people's Wi-Fi and stuff like that. I, you know, I, I, f- I find that in our area, when we have a good 3G connection, it's adequate for almost everything I want to do. Yeah, well, okay, you know, there's a lot of us. There's still, a lot of us classing, uh, rocking the iPhone classic. So yeah, and I really don't do a whole lot of. You know, I'm not going to go look at my bank statements on my iPhone. I'm just not going to do that. Right. You know, so for sending out, you know, messages on Twitter or checking my email or or you know just doing a couple, I'm waiting for you know to finish eating or I'm waiting for someone else. You know, those little web searches that I do like on dig. I don't mind using Wi-Fi for that. Right. Hey, hey, Chris, before we move on to the next story, can I ask you a quick question? What is, what is bonjour? Bonjour is a French word meaning, no, I'm joking. Uh, bonjour is Apple's implementation of something called zero config. Okay. Uh, and what that is, is a way that, Hardware, like like printers, for a real good example, can send a, can send a message on the network saying, "Hey, I'm here. I'm a printer, and this is my setup information." And computers that that have Bonjour or Zero Config set up can talk to that printer and go, "Okay, I see your configuration information. I'm going to go ahead and set up the 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 
the printer to what I need. What's the driver that you have? The printer will tell you what driver it needs, and if it has it, it'll automatically install it. So basically, just kind of negotiates that configuration automatically. Gotcha. The reason why I ask is because as we are recording right now, I, of course, on my PC here in front of me, I see the Apple software update, which I always ignore uh, and, and just hit quit. I wish there was a way to keep it from popping up. But uh, anyway, the the thing it's asking me now, and I've seen this the last couple times it's pulled up, Bonjour for Windows. Yeah, iTunes, when you're sharing, like when you share your music over over the network with iTunes, let's say you, you, know, you have your PC set up and your Mac set up and your Mac is sharing its iTunes library. Yeah. The way that iTunes configures the, the libraries to see each other without your intervention is using Bonjour. Awesome. Okay, so that's how that's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it works for, you know, iChat also supports Bonjour, printers, uh, some network adapters, things like that, all support that zero configuration protocol. Very cool. All right, so what's this last Apple or AT&T slash Apple iPhone story for us? Okay, yeah, the uh, AT&T CEO was kind of cornered at a meeting recently, and someone asked him, when is 3G tethering coming to the Apple iPhone? And uh, he kind of stammered, he said, it's coming soon. So people are hoping that, that this is really going to happen either via dongle, which is probably what they'll, they'll do. They'll probably use a cable, which is lame. Um, and, but yeah, there's no real word, but the, the, app, the uh, AT&T CEO did say that it's coming soon. So take that with a grain of salt. You, you you think they'll do it through a cable? Probably. I, I hope not. I hope they do it like NetShare or one of the, the various uh, tethering apps you can get up for a jailbroken phone. But it wouldn't surprise me if AT&T did something lame and made it like a, an actual cable. Hmm, I guess it would be USB. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like that idea or not as, as much. Although I, I guess I, I and there's no word whether or not it's going to work with your non Apple related computers, but I would assume they would make it available for the PC as, as well. Well, you know, the, most iPhone owners are PC owners. Yeah. So. so. All righty. Well, uh, we'll see how that comes. Of course, we've been hearing a lot about it, but, you know, we'll, we'll really see. Uh, the thing is, is uh, uh, let me ask you, Chris, what's the price point that you would pay for tethering ability? Well, if I had the three, if I had the three G, I, I would consider it. I'm not going to consider it with edge. That's just, you know, right. Asking, asking for a whole bag of pain. Um, a bag of hurt. Yeah, a bag of hurt, to quote Steve. Uh, if I had the 3G and it was working good, I would probably – here's the thing. They're probably not going to do like, hey, here's an app you can get. It's going to be 20 bucks, and that's all you do. What they're going to do, AT&T is going to want to charge you another $30 a month for tethering. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. And if that was the case, if it's like the BlackBerry where they do tethering because AT&T hates this. They want you to buy a separate plan. They want you to buy the little, uh, the little card you know, that slides in the side of your laptop. That's what they want you to do. But uh, no, if it's like thirty bucks or something like that, I you would be nuts to to, to pay for that. That's just silly. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Because I, I mean, three G is not bad, but it's just not it's not high speed by any stretch of the imagination. No, I, I mean it's it's slightly better than dial up. But yeah, if if they offer tethering, you're it's not going to be a one price and you're done. And you get free tethering from now. No, they're gonna they're gonna eke some money out of you. Twenty thirty bucks. I'd, I'm, you know what? I'd be willing to pay ten bucks a month for something like that, maybe, but I just can't see myself paying for anything more than that. Well, my thought is, is 
ninety percent of what I need to do online, I'm going to do with my iPhone anyway. Yeah, it's no. that powerful, you know. If I need my laptop, I, it's probably something I could wait until I get to a Wi-Fi spot or home or something like that. Yeah, not me. If I, if if I'm t- let's just say I'm out on vacation or something like that, and I had the option between the the hotel Wi-Fi that drops every fifteen seconds uh, because they got Linksys routers or my three G tethered phone. You know, I, I I would probably opt to go for my 3G tethered phone. But the thing is, is and in, in I, I definitely would be checking out YouTube with it and Flash video and Ustream and chat rooms that have Flash. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to be eating through some bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. I the thing is though is 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 if it would be something reliable enough to actually you stream out on and now the only thing i have to compare it to is the netshare application that they uh that you know that i did purchase and have on my iphone but it's not easy to configure in fact it's a pain in the butt and you have to reconfigure it every single time you want to use it and and i never was able to get it to work with firefox only through safari which you know allows you to do this special um Oh, what's it called? Proxy server stuff, and it, it's just a pain in the butt. It's actually more of a hassle to set it up, and and than it is to use it. So, if 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 they had a cable version of this, where I could just pull out the cable out of my laptop bag and plug it in, and it was a reliable, steady, pretty decent connection that would allow, allow me to at least get a a halfway decent uStream video out. I might consider canceling my DSL and and having that as a secondary, and then of course, then it would be worth thirty bucks a month to me. Yeah. See. Yeah. You have two. You have two connections. Or you yeah. Have cable. I, yeah. I have cable and DSL. I, I always have to have a backup here because of the work that we're doing. Right. Right. And if I yeah. if I could use three G as a backup, not for not for daily use at, by any stretch of the imagination, but honestly, the only time I use my DSL. Uh, internet here in the house is if my cable modem all of a sudden is just out and I need to go through the rest of the day, check an email and stuff like that, and maybe upload a podcast or two just to get me by while my cable modem's out. Right. And so, it, you know, if I could, if I could replace my DSL line with, with 3G and then also have that as available to me, you know, wherever I go, Stephanie and I could go out on our business meetings and we could just fire it up. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> you know, you know, here's the other thing. Well, I, hold on. I, the other thing is, remember, if if they did something with the cable, I think I might like that idea. And let me explain to you why. Do, you know, there's those little uh, hot, hot, you know, personal Wi-Fi hotspot routers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That use the USB dongles. Oh my gosh! Imagine that. Yeah, if you just plug it in and your phone's serving up all the. Yeah, all the- that would be cool. See, now I'm interested. As long as it charges it, also. Oh yeah. Well, I think it. Yeah, that just makes sense. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. It. I think it would have to. Matter of fact, that would be a good reason to make it cable. Yes. And, and yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm thinking the possibilities. It's like okay. You're kind of, you're, maybe, yeah, you're kind of maybe, foaming at the mouth a little. Maybe bit. maybe twenty bucks a month. Now I'm maybe up to thirty. Okay. Okay, but uh, definitely no more than thirty. Not me, man. I don't know. We'll see. They, they can keep it. Yeah. I, I, well, you're still on edge, so I know you can deal without the high-speed access on your phone. <laughs> Good point. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got in news right now. It's, it's, we're gonna probably, it's probably going to be slow 
um, until you know until until Macworld. Well, what do you think about the uh, issues that we've been hearing uh, on you know all these other tech sites and tech podcasts talking about issues on the new MacBooks and people's uh, uh, single click no button mouse controller thing touchpad? Um, that's going to be fixed with the software update. I, I'm certain of it. If not, they'll just recall it, and you know that'll be that. Yeah, I tell you what, I I went to the Apple Store and I did not like that thing. Really? Yeah, not at all. I I like my button and I like the feel of whatever materials on there now. I I now I like the multi-touch and the multi-touch gestures, but I think yeah. they could have brought that to the to the existing style pads that they had on or to what used to be the existing style pads. Right. I don't know. Well, maybe someone will come with like an adapter like like you know, ah, you know what I'll do? I'm going to sell a sticker that you can place on the lower half of your touchpad so you can uh, you can do it that way. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some questions that we have in our community. We want to we've got uh, Kylie Mack in the gspn.tv community forum. She actually just po- found our podcast through uh, the podcast awards. She saw a link to Podcast Answer Man and started listening to some of our other shows. Joined the community by joining the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. And now she's just really uh, just trucking right along with the community. It's really cool to see her uh, hop on board like that. And I guess she's in France right now. She is. She's been in France for five years. And she happens to actually even be in the uh, chat room with us. So how exciting is that? We and she, she has uh, she has two questions that I have listed in here. And the first question we've covered this one many times, but I think we have. The, the, but the, it's a question that I think needs to be brought up quite often, honestly, because this podcast is des- designed and devoted to the brand new Mac user or those who are about to become a brand new Mac user. And yep. one of the things that comes up as a question when you go to the store, they ask you, "Do you want the Apple Care Protection Plan?" Is it yep. worth the expense? Chris, answer once again for us, my friend. Yep. No. Um, if, <laughs> there you go. No. My, Tell my us pers- why. My, well, my, my personal feeling is, um, and, and let me preface this by saying, I used to be a Mac genius, so I used to see a lot of computers come in that were broken or something was wrong with them and we would fix them. And you know, So I saw repair prices that were out of warranty and in warranty. And I can tell you that on average, a repair is going to cost around 600 bucks, depending on what it is. And the way that works is Apple's got uh, three tiers of, of cost. Uh, the first tier is just normal, you know, just kind of run-of-the-mill type stuff if it's not a logic board, you know, bad hard drive or something like that. A uh, tier two is something a little more severe, and obviously a tier three is where, you know, I took it in the pool with me or I, a car ran over it. And those repairs start at $300 and go all the way up to, you know, 900 depending on what it is. And since Apple Care. At the most, I think costs two two ninety nine or three forty nine uh, for the for the MacBook Pro. If you get if you're getting a laptop, it's definitely worth it, just because you know you're moving your laptop around, you're carrying it with you. The you know, the hard drive is going to take shock and things like that, and there's more wear and tear. And you know if if your keyboard messes up, then your whole computer is kind of down. So if it was me, I would say get Apple Care definitely on a laptop. On an iMac, I would probably, you know, throw the dice on that one and just probably not get it. 
Gotcha. So let me ask you uh, real quickly here. You know, a lot of people think, well, not ask you. I, I'm sorry. I, my, I'm in my own little world there for just a moment. Kind of zoned out. But now I'm back. Welcome. <laughs> Glad to be now here. Now you know how I feel. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so seriously, the, uh, you were you were saying, you know, 349 for the MacBook Pro and stuff like that. And and, and for those who are out there, because now I, I even feel like I've been in the world of Apple now for too long. And in, in, in that it, it just that doesn't seem like outrageous to me. And I'm like, what in the world? And I remember back in my PC days thinking, you know, $299 for a warranty on a laptop. My gosh, I can go over to Walmart and pick myself up a laptop for $399 and, and it's brand new out of the box. And yeah. so, yeah. Well, here's the thing. And a lot of people, you know, are like, well, I used to hear, I used to work at Best Buy also back. I, I've, I've had like 53,000 jobs. Um, You've had what? Like 53,000 jobs. So I've worked at Apple. I've worked at Best Buy. Oh, okay. Okay. But anyway, we used to hear all the time, oh, you know, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get the service plan because, you know, my buddy fixes computers or this, that, and the other. And that's cool. You know, you may have a buddy that that fixes computers or or a, a, you know, a cousin or something that knows what they're doing with computers. The issue with Apple, though, is you just can't go to like CompuServe or CompuServe or what was I think? CompUSA, which is now gone. You can't go to like Micro Center or Best Buy or something and get parts for an Apple and just pop them in, you know, with the exception of, of RAM and hard drive. You're pretty much at the mercy of Apple. And the way Apple works is you have to be an authorized Apple repair center to make those repairs. And you just can't buy extra parts because they require those parts when you use them. Let's say I replace the top case on a laptop. I just send that back to Apple. So you're not they keep real tight rein over their over their extra parts. Yep. So definitely worth the cost. And you know, you figure you're spending you know between two and three grand on a on a computer. You definitely want to make sure it it's it's in warranty. And how long does that that Apple Care last? Is it three, three years? years? Yeah, it's three years. It's it's hardware, software support, and phone support too. Yeah. It, uh, now on now on the flip side, if your homeowner's insurance can cover your laptop, don't do it, that, guys. Do Apple Care? It's cheaper. Well, yeah, you have to think about your deductible. Is what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, well, not only your deductible, but you also lose. You have these things called your loss-free discount. And trust me, anything under a thousand. Oh wait, you sold insurance exactly. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, you 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 do not ever want to turn in a claim on your homeowner's insurance if it's under a thousand bucks or so. Yeah, you home home insurance is designed to rebuild your house, not not replace a computer. So let's say so. So what you're saying is, is if your laptop breaks, set your house on fire. That's not what I'm saying. But let's. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, if the if if you are shooting a guy that that is trespassing on your property, make sure that if he falls outside the door, do drag him in. Fair enough. There you go. See the kind of see the kind of things you learn on this show. You learn how to like commit fraud. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I would get Apple Care if it was me. Um, I've got, especially on your iPhone, I would recommend that I got. I've got Apple Care on my iPhone. I'm on iPhone number four right now, and uh, like a month after I got Apple Care on it, I needed to take it to the store because it was messing up, and I got a new phone. Wow, very cool. So yeah, Apple Care definitely. We'll, we'll and if you, yeah, if you go to the store and you and you can't afford it, like you know, I've got. You know, two grand. This is what I've got. Just remember, you do have a, a within the first year to get Apple Care. So towards the end of the first year, you know, just save your pennies and stuff every every month. And and by the end of that, 
you know, before the end of the first year, you can get it renewed. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to the next question that Kylie Mac has. And I'll let you read this one, Chris, because it's a little longer. Oh, great. Hello, fellow Mac users. <laughs> Hello. Hello all the way. Um, I'm about to purchase me a new MacBook, and I'm looking for thoughts and inputs from others. I'm looking to replace the PowerBook G4 that I didn't take full advantage of, so I'm thinking about one of the MacBooks. I will only be editing some podcasts with it, working on papers, and using iTunes. Nothing really heavy like gaming or video editing. A couple questions. Does that 2.4 gigahertz make that much of a difference? And is the other video card worth the step up in, pri- in price to the black versions? How much memory should I go for? I'm thinking of stepping up to 2 gigs. Now, what's funny is like, I guess this was, this was written before the new ones came out. So no, now she it was actually written today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, she doesn't have to worry about the 2 gig because that comes standard now. There you go. Um, and black doesn't exist anymore. So okay. don't have to worry about that. Uh, 2.4 gigahertz doesn't, it, it doesn't make a huge bunch of difference. I'm not sure what the new base model is, uh, is on speed, though. I, I'm awful right now. Well, the thing is, is she's even saying, you know what, I'm not very interested in uh, gaming or video editing. And I can tell you to process audio, whatever the base is, is going to be perfectly fine for you. Yeah, the, it's 2 gigahertz. That's fine. 2 gigs of RAM, that's that's great 160 gig hard drive that's nice and roomy and the new video card uh the, the new graphics on the video card because you, know, you may say you know i'm not playing games or i'm not editing video you do have to keep in mind especially with snow leopard which is going to come out sometime next year uh, mac os 10.6 it's going to be offloading a lot of the processes that it does to the gpu or which is the graphic processing unit because the, these these processors that are in the graphics cards are so fast now and if they can if they can offload some of the the stuff that the os has to do to that it frees up uh cycles on your main processor so it speeds up the whole computer just in general right so but i i would say these new macbooks are awesome if you don't see yourself using firewire for like video editing or audio editing like you know recording a band or something I, I would say, yeah, get the MacBook. It's it's an awesome machine. I haven't I haven't seen the new one. I haven't held it yet. But if it's anything built like the MacBook Air, it's a beautiful machine. Yeah, it, it's built well and it's nice and everything. The only concern I have about uh, suggesting anybody buying a MacBook is, especially if they're already a podcaster. If you if you happen to just get the itch down the road and you want to start editing just an occasional video episode of one of your podcasts then the thing is is you're going to be extremely limited in the type of camera that you'll be able to purchase you'll have to buy something with you know removable memory or a hard drive based camera but even even the hard drive based camera um you're gonna you're what you're gonna run into is is a lot of those even come with firewire to transfer video uh via dv cable over to your firewire and and the the macbook does not have firewire anymore absolutely yeah. ridiculous I, I well what's what's funny is um i heard this this big um discussion on uh, macbreak weekly last week that the display port that the, the new ones are having you know that that new that new port on the side for video yeah actually can transfer data faster than firewire could hmm. so they could at some point come out with something for the display port to transfer video it can actually transfer uncompressed uh hd video through that display port well we'll see we'll see what happens um and the thing is is i just don't see any consumer electronics electronics cameras out there with that now so 
It's all pretty much firewire in the video realm. So, I, I, yeah. Well, for tape based, if you want to get a hard drive, one you can now use uh, the uh, the USB. Can you? Because I haven't seen that. I've got a I've got a t- hard drive based one, and it's and it's firewire. Still firewire. Yeah, I, I can. I can. No, I do have a USB connection, and it will bring in what the proprietary JVC format. But if I right. want to, if I want to maintain my widescreen. Uh, dimensions, then I have to bring it in via FireWire. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's a real pain. I, well, yeah. I, it, well, it's not for me because I have I have FireWire on my <laughs> MacBook, but I, I, I would be very upset as a brand new Mac user switching and then all of a sudden eventually saying, wow, this this iLife suite's got some neat little stuff here. I just, this is, this this iMovie's looking really cool. I'm going to go out and buy myself a camera and then you find out that you can't do anything with your video that that's just again it's, it's a major frustration for me and and it just brings the and what i consider to be the entry level uh mac for the for the technically savvy or even close to technically savvy person it it takes them immediately to have to go get a macbook pro Mm-hmm. And and that's just that's a you talk about the price jump between going from PC to MacBook. Now you're talking about the price jump from from PC to MacBook Pro, and now now you're talking about five different laptops you could have got at Walmart. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Wayne Henderson who wrote in and says, "Hey, do, have any of you heard of any?" iPhone applications that work well for a simple website for simple website editing, maybe some HTML tweaking, uploading to FTP servers, etc. Hmm. He says, "I know it may be too much to ask for, but since it doesn't hurt to ask, I'm asking." Well, I I, I could not imagine tweaking HTML via the iPhone personally. I'd rather be kicked in the face. I think so. <laughs> Using that little tiny keyboard. Uh, Ugh, forget about it. No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, the only thing I can think of is if you use a for your website, like I use Tumblr. You know, I can do things with that. Or if you use WordPress, there's a yeah. WordPress. That's mainly just for like entering, you know, posts. There, you really can't do any kind of editing or tweaking with it. Exactly. Yeah. Could you imagine autocorrect trying to do hashtags and and HTML coding? No. Yeah, that that does not sound like fun, Wayne, at all. But maybe uh, someone will come out with like Text Wrangler or something for the iPhone. Do they make an? I, now, of course, they don't make an FTP program because they won't let you FTP inside that uh, that application at all, will they? No, uh, this would probably have to be something you'd have to search uh, on the jailbreak site. Yeah. And I tell you what, I tr- I searched that when I was jailbroken on my iPhone and it and I found a program that had something in the description about FTP. It happens to be the one that locked my phone up, so <laughs> so that's what caused my restore and no longer yeah. jailbroken. Anyway, um I do want to talk about some applications we we mentioned yet last week and I talked about the iTalk recording application and how I've been using it for um recording podcast episodes. And yeah, I played with it too, and it's man, I really like it. It's really awesome, except for the fact that it's got a really bl- bad issue with glitches. Oh, okay. I, I haven't used it enough to really say, you know, to to, to get the glitch yet. But I, yeah. when I play with it, though, it, gosh, even using the external uh, microphone is pretty good. Yeah, here, 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 take a listen to this audio that I sent over to I uh, Griffin it's support. It's really easy for me to do that sometimes. Yes, Ooh. that. Uh, 
also Matthew putting little things that say, hey, I was behind the scenes, I really felt wow. it was worth it. Yeah. R- Rand- what, basically what you heard was I had a 30-minute episode. It had about 18 of those little beeps in it, those glitches. And uh, and I, I basically compressed it all down to like one, you know, 67-second file of just all the glitches in it. And uh, the the good news is that I'm I'm you know I talked to a human being over at the Griffin Technical Support Department, and mm-hmm. and they're they're looking into it. I've, I've even got a personal email address of somebody over there, and I'm I'm sending him uh, recordings. In fact, I'm going to put the call out right now here on Help I Got a Mac. If you want to help support this application getting fixed, because it is awesome. It really is awesome. I want to encourage anybody and everybody listening to Help I Got a Mac, go out and and get the – it's still free right now. Uh, go out and get the application in the App Store. It's called iTalk, I-T-A-L-K, obviously. Download it. Start recording some stuff. And then uh, if you ever come across a glitch in your audio – what you, what I need you to do is find a way to upload it to some kind of file sharing service and then email me a link to that file, feedback at gspn.tv. I'm personally devoted to helping them out in, in finding out you know where this is coming from and what's causing this. And right now there's no rhyme or reason, but uh, they're, they're definitely looking, looking into it. Sweet, man. Way to help them out. Yep. Well, the thing is... And go ahead. Well, I was going to say Griffin's really good. I mean, they, they make some amazing hardware and uh yeah i you know they, they, they were the ones that made the um the eye trip remember that yes man i loved my eye trip anyway uh yeah they're they're gonna keep improving this it, it it'll get better they they will in fact there are two other programs out there that i have confirmed that work uh just as well as far as the audio quality is concerned it's called iRecorder pro and then there's another one that Tommy d- uh, discussed last week. They, they could probably go for a name change, a name revision, but it's called iDicto. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, iDicto is is got really it's got some cool features to it. I'll just uh, break it down. It's a it's a it's a voice recorder as well. Very high quality recording. The only thing is, is the other two applications I mentioned, both iTalk and iRecorder Pro, allow you to append your recordings, which means that once you stop recording, you can actually highlight that file, click on it, and then you can start the recording again, and it'll automatically start recording at the end of where you left off, meaning that when you're done recording five, six, seven, eight different times, you're, you end up with one audio file. Very oh, cool. That's- now, the iDicto program does not allow you to do that. However, the iDicto program does have a, the ability to uh, transfer your files both to PC and Mac, I believe. iRecorder Pro uh, has this thing called web sharing, which is really neat. I, I just recognized it, its ability to do it there. Uh, basically, you go in and you tell it to, you want to be able to send the file to somewhere. If it's under, if it's ten megs or under, you can send, you can hit this button and put in anybody's email address. And what it does is it uploads it to their server, and then emails a link to that file to that email address, which is really awesome. It's great for those who want to be able to record like audio feedback for a podcast, such as 
Hope I got a Mac. Feedback at gspn.tv. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that that's an option there. But they also have um, this ability for you to click and says, you know, s- do this web sharing thing. And it signs on to your, your wireless network. It grabs your information, opens up the port and says, okay, now go into any web browser on this network. Type in this, you know, this IP address uh, slash you know, port 8080 or, or, you know, colon 8080 and it pulls up, it, it's got a little web server on there and you, it's got an interface and you can find it and, and, and download it, which is totally awesome. Yeah. That's cool, man. I didn't know it did all that. Yeah. So that, but the thing is, is I recorder pro, uh, the, the issue I had there, the reason why I, number one, the interface is too complicated. The buttons are too small and, and it's really weird to learn how to rename a file and then to go in and, and navigate. I don't like the, the, the user interface on I recorder pro. And today when I was recording, I, my email was being checked and uh, I got the little vibrate noise that happens, like to notify me I got new email, and it mm-hmm. and it crashed or stopped the recording of my of my recorder. So ah, that was frustrating. So anyway, <laughs> iTalk is the best out of all three, but it's the one with audio glitches. So my my desire is to work with them, trying to help them get that thing right, so we can get a version, you know, you know, two of this software and have it working awesomely. Cool. Any, let's well, see here. Speak, speaking of uh, iPhone apps, uh, do, do you have anything to, to talk about? I do. You know, I gave Apple the hardest time. I told them that they were absolutely wrong for denying my gspn.tv official application for the iPhone. And yep. uh, I want to let you know that uh, we we put out the call. We we raised a huge gigantic stink in the in the social media community. Not just myself, but I band together with lots of other people who had their iPhone applications uh, denied, and it basically went all throughout the tech community and and got some major coverage uh, by TechCrunch and and a bunch of other big places out there. And Apple sent me a letter probably about two and a half weeks ago. It says, hey, Mr. Ravenscraft, we want to just let you know we're revising, you know, our our process of reviewing applications. You know, we we would be honored if you'd be willing to allow us to take another look at your iPhone application. Uh, And so I got an email today saying that we are officially approved. We got moved up to the front of the list. We are officially approved and that the gspn.tv application will be in the store shortly is what they said. So very cool stuff. And, uh, basically, uh, Chris, do you know what the application does? If you want to tell people, cause I've just been talking a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually was one of the people that that got to play with the application uh, because it was on on it was in the jailbroke uh, the jailbroken uh, installer. So uh, yeah, it's really cool. What it allows you to do is you can go through if you're just a, a just a person a fan of podcasts, you can go through this thing, look at all the available podcasts, click on one, and then start listening to it. Now, the really cool thing, and, and this is kind of what separates it from a lot of the other podcasting you know, apps like the Dignation one and stuff like that, is if you're a GSPN Plus member, you can log in and see all your cool exclusive uh, Plus feeds. That's exactly right. So you, you're, you, as Plus members, you have the access to not just the free feeds, but you have access to all the content. And this is going to be awesome for so many of our 
plus members and and actually so many of our listeners who you know who head out the door at five o'clock in the morning for work and they don't return until seven o'clock at night and uh you know i i release eight nine ten podcasts throughout the day on monday for example and so basically they're, they're able to grab those podcasts download them and listen to them you know stream them on the way home or whatever so yeah and i don't know about a lot of people but when i'm connecting my 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 phone my iphone to my laptop really the only thing that changes on a constant basis is my uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if I can if I can get my podcasts on my phone without tethering it to my laptop, you know that's one less thing I have to do, which is pretty sweet too. Yeah. The the one thing I will say is that the the application does technically it streams or downloads those podcasts via the either Edge Wi Fi or or three uh, G connection, and and that does create you know a little bit more of a power drain than if you were. Uh, let's say, you know, downloading them in iTunes and then transferring them over. But, you know, it, it, at least it gives you access to the to the content on a much faster basis. And I do believe that when uh, the iPhone software 2.2 comes out, I, I'm almost positive they're going to have a new some kind of functionality for us to to get uh, podcasts on the go. So now so you don't think that the what was that application that got denied that uh, the podcaster? Yeah, I don't think that's going to get approved. Just because I, I also had that on my on my iPhone since you can get it for the jailbreaking jailbroken phones. And what it did is it actually would download it and save it. Mm-hmm. So which is cool, but you know that also gives access to you know I, I just don't think Apple's going to approve that. If they did, that'd be great. But if it's built into the the store that or the um, built into iTunes, that'd be great too. But what's nice about your application is, especially for Plus members, that they can get that. You know, even if Apple does allow you to download podcasts through iTunes on the phone, you probably still won't be able to get those feeds. Yeah, I don't know if it will or not. It depends on 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 the method of how they are getting the podcast download. If it if it's if it's feed based, if it's it's if it's purely reading RSS, there should be a way for us to to configure that to where Plus members can get it. And uh, but we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, and, I cannot wait for two point two to come out. Though, man, it's going to be. You I know. know. I know. I, I get this. I, I get weird. It's like okay, I got my iPhone for a while. I've been playing with it. it, it it's working great. But now I'm kind of bored. You no, know, I I want that software update to come out so I have some new stuff to play with. Right. So uh, the, the I saw some applications out there recently. That talked about um, you know down or buy this application. This is the feature here, and that we have this feature, we have that feature. Oh, and by the way, coming in October, Apple's third-party push notifications. <laughs> it's no, it's November now. Is it November? Yeah. Uh, so it's, no, no, I mean it's it's November right now. Oh, like, okay. Um, yes, I thank it's, you. It's the month of November. <laughs> okay, I thought you meant that the the new release date. So so basically, they you know there are some applications out there that have quote unquote developed apple or their applications for use with this third party API of push notifications, and uh, we still haven't heard anything official from Apple about its delay, about its missing, you know, being missing. What, have you heard anything, Chris? No, I haven't heard a word, man. It's like not even I haven't even heard if it's in two point two. So I'm thinking we're probably not gonna hear anything until Macworld on push. Yeah. Now, Which means maybe they're, you know, making it even better. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. 
We'll see. Now, Carell in the chat room is asking, will the podcaster app be free? Now, uh, I know it wasn't going to be free in the... Um, it was not going to be free in um, the iTunes store. However, they made it, you know, some kind of ad hoc available for donation. And and you say you got it in the jailbroken community? Yeah. And was it free there? No, it was $10. Oh, okay. You get a 14-day trial. Okay, okay. And and just so you know, everybody, uh, the gspn.tv application is absolutely free. And uh, it's it's not the best application in the world, but hey, it, it, I think it it does pretty much what it needs to do. And uh, you know, for you know the ability to have it there, it'll be there. <sighs> I ri- you know the thing is though is I originally made that application for the promotional uh, aspect of it for the for the advertising aspect of it. For, that was like the main thing because at the time there were less than two hundred applications in the entertainment category. And we were going to be put on the screen where literally millions of people are checking every week or every day to see what new applications are out there. And now there's over 700 and some odd applications in the entertainment category. So, you know, but hey, here's the deal. How many, you know, what, 8 million people out there with an iPhone, 9 million people with an iPhone out there. And that's still a lot of eyeballs that are going to see me on that front page of the new section for entertainment for at least a day or so. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's still it definitely worth every penny I paid to have that uh, have that put together. All right. So, folks, I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody out there for joining us, and we want to let you know this podcast is recorded on a weekly basis. We're here every Monday night, seven p.m. Eastern time. Uh, you can find us online at uh, gspn.tv/live. If you want to find out when our other shows are that we record live, you can go to gspn.tv/calendar and subscribe to our Google Calendar. And for those who are re- listening to this via the podcast form, you're downloading this show on uh, the free feed. You'll probably notice that you only have every other episode of this show, and we want to let you know if you want every single episode. We would love nothing more than for you to join the ranks of those who call themselves gspn.tv plus members. It's uh, $10 a month, and it's really what makes this stuff possible. I, my wife and I create a total now of 21 podcasts. Chris happens to do the Help I Got a Mac show with me. We have a bunch of other shows, and uh, really, it's, it's something we do full-time as a career. And if anybody becomes a Plus member between now and the end of this year, you get the first three months half off, and all the details can be found at gspn.tv slash plus anything else you want to share with us tonight chris uh no all right man all 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 sorts of exciting things happening at share this uh just be on the lookout share this.com share this.com if you guys have a wordpress site and you don't have the share this plugin go to share this.com get the plugin so your friends when they come to read your posts they can easily share it on facebook twitter and all those other wonderful places yeah it also works on blogger and any other normal website just uh just go to share this.com and check it out very cool we'll see you all next week until then bye-bye join the community